This short is brought to you by Lens Protocol. Do you think your work is is more defined as familiar or something novel? How would you define it? I think I like to juggle that line a lot. So uh, it has to be somewhat novel, but you know, novel enough that people find it interesting, but and familiar enough, um, but not too familiar so that people might, um, you know think it's been done before, or um, there needs to be some level of familiarity for people to relate to it or, you know, to understand it. But then it also has to have the right level of novelty. Um, And with that, I think I usually have some pretty concrete uh, ways of targeting that. So, you know, I think a good measure is if people's uh, reactions to the things that I make are kind of more on the what in the world that I just watch level, then it means that I did a good job making something somewhat novel. Can you talk about that more in the context of White Rabbit? Because if you go to Shibuya's website and the White Rabbit video is there, and I watched it, and it's it's really beautifully done. So props to you and the team. And it feels familiar yet novel. So I'm trying to understand, like, in the context of that framing, how would you go and describe it? How, how would you approach the creation of that video using that framing? Well, I think... With Right Rabbit specifically, the familiarity comes from the sort of references and influence and art style uh, that it uses, which, you know, we draw a lot of influence. I mean, I work with, you know, my co-founder, Maciej Kuchiara. He's an amazing artist. And, you know, mainly the reason why White Rabbit looks so amazing is, you know, we draw a lot of reference from Studio Ghibli movies and uh, just, you know, really old school 80s anime in general. I feel like modern anime has a very, very different look than that sort of any anime that came out in the 80s, 90s era. And so that's kind of the look that we target. So I feel like that's where the familiarity comes from. But the novel part comes from the fact that, you know, it is a new age film. So we are, first of all, making it about crypto or even the metaverse. And so, you know, there's a lot of like glitching going on, but then you see sort of like these mystical creatures, like a fox um, and, you know, in these like grassy nature backgrounds, but then there's, you know, things that kind of resemble like a new age or like new technology um, things that, you know, also appear. So it creates this very sort of paradoxical, uncanny feeling when you're watching it. Um, And that's something that I'm personally uh, pretty interested in creating. So, yeah. I watched it and I was really amazed with the quality and from the music, all the background noises, the, the conversation, the dialogue. And I can't help but wonder what actually goes into creating a video like that. Um, and there's so many moving parts. My first question is, is how big is the team right now that went to contributing to that video? And the second question is like, what goes into actually creating a video like White Rabbit? How do you do that? Um, It's quite similar to a traditional sort of pipeline for creating animation. Uh, We are currently, I think, around about a team of 15 artists working on White Rabbit. Um, And uh, it initially started the first chapter, like just the first minute or so, uh, was actually literally just me and Mache, just the two of us um, creating that content he literally made the music himself as well. And then after that, you know, we were able to um, put it on Shibuya and then we raised some capital from the sale of NFTs to be able to then continue funding the development of the series, which is 
um, really cool because this is something that we didn't have to pitch to Hollywood or wait for anybody to sort of green light the project, um, which usually takes years, by the way, if you were to go about it in a traditional way. And so we were just kind of able to come out and be like, we want to make this and we are making it. And then the audience can not only you know participate, but also interact with the series and just get a very close up and personal and invested um, experience of the creation of this film. And um, yeah, so it, the rest of it sort of involves Mache and I sitting down, thinking about, you know, the general, I would say, rough skeleton of a story because it is interactive and the audience are helping to shape specific details of the story. So we kind of have a node graph of the main spine and then, you know, it kind of like branches off into different possibilities. And then when the audience sort of decides on a path that we kind of zoom in and then map out the details of that specific route. Uh, but it, there is a general theme, you know, it is, oh. talking about, it is talking about, you know, themes of self sovereignty, um, freedom of choice or, you know, freedom of choice um, and building sort of your own types of um, governance and, you know, path to economic freedom essentially. And a lot of it is also about, you know, with new types of technology, um, the outcome really depends on the intentions of people who use it. And so, yeah, these are the general themes of the film. And um, after we write the story, then you know, the typical animation process is we do a storyboard and then we, you know, like hire animators or people to create the assets and then we mm. animating and, you know, pushes down the animation pipeline. Then after animation, we do FX and then uh, lighting rendering and then compositing. Um, and then, you know, score usually happens around the same time too. And for chapter two and chapter three, we were able to hire people to write the score. Chapter two was composed by super talented uh, composer. His name is Gavin Brivik. And chapter three was composed by actually our, also our screenwriter, um, Anthony Scott Burns. He's also a Canadian filmmaker, super talented re Renaissance man. Um, so it's nice because I feel like with each new chapter, we can have maybe a slightly different style of composer or musician come in and, you know, add their own flavor to it, but it still has this overall theme um, or I guess vibe that White Rabbit has. What's up guys. Thank you for listening. If you've gotten this far, then you are a champ and I owe you a free listener pin. Go to adamlevy.io forward slash NFT, fill in your info, and I'll distribute the NFT towards the end of the season. By collecting your pin, you prove your contribution to the season and get exclusive access to content, allow lists, and more. So be sure to collect yours. Also, please make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. This helps me out so much. And finally, hit me up on Twitter at LevyChain. I want to hear what you're building, the latest crowdfund you're trying to complete, or if you simply want to chat. I love talking about where crypto meets the creator economy, and it's no different if it's coming from you directly. So thanks again for your support. It means the world, and I'll see you on the next episode.